The Small Business Brainstorm, episode number four. I feel like someday we're going to have to change this to the Corporation Brainstorm because our companies are going to get so big from the mastermind sessions we have here in the studio. Uh, but every month, I have three of my podcast sponsors, which is uh, which are Sarah Vogel from The Clay Cup, Stephanie Height from Trade Secrets, and Jen Rivnack, I think I said her last name right, from Juice in uh, downtown Hollidaysburg, Trade Secrets, and The Clay Cup are in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So we're from central Pennsylvania. We're business owners. Uh, these three ladies are my friends, and they're also very good friends with one another. They really have built a strong community of business owners in our area, which is a great positive thing to have in your area, uh, especially for myself coming in also as a business owner doing marketing. And we sit down once a month and we talk business and in a very fun, non-professional honest way. And that is what I enjoy the most about these podcasts. On this episode, we're talking about the money. Money, 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 money. Money. And when it comes to business, money, you know, it controls everything. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. It's Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? So when we get into this, money involves fear. It involves excitement. It involves trepidation and passion, and I'm going to throw a bunch of big words in that I don't really understand. Let's just get into the episode, Why Am I Rambling So Much? You know what these episodes are all about. They're awesome. Uh, Before we get there, though, let's shout out to the sponsors, Harlequin Pepper Yoga, Downtown Holidaysburg, Uh, right now, Harlequin Pepper Yoga, 320 Allegheny Street, to be exact. If you use the discount code, the code word is Rob Z. That's right. All you've got to do when you walk into Harlequin Pepper Yoga or any way that you reach out to Harlequin Pepper Yoga, use the code word Rob Z and you get one free month. Huh? (laughs) One free month. That's toward a six-month or a year membership. One free month. And um, you want to change your body? You want to change your life? Get into yoga. I'm telling you. Harlequin Pepper Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. The Comics Vault. What up? Comics Vault. I love comic books. My son loves, Max loves Hulk Comics, uh, The Comics Vault Altoona on Facebook and Instagram. So 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona, get brand new comics every single Wednesday. And Sports Evolution, Alan Coble. What's up, Alan? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's where I take it. CrossFit, getting your body tuned. Sports Evolution, 2900 Plank Road in Altoona. Facebook and Instagram is leading athletes. I say that we start the show. This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast with Sarah from the Clay Cup, Steph from Trade Secrets, and Jen from Juice. I'm Rob Z. You're talking over me now. No, she did it first. (laughs) (laughs) She cheered for me. I was like, so (laughs) this is episode four, I think, of Small Business Brainstorm. Yeah, yes. And uh, today we're going to talk about money. Money, money, money. I should put a sound effect in there of some money. But I'll probably forget by the time this is released. We're making our own sound effects. Exactly, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, as far as money goes, I mean, obviously, the reason you get into business is to make money so you can survive. And the other problem is having enough money to get started. And then where does all the money go once you get rolling? So, uh, Jen, this was kind of your uh, idea. I mean, we all have a a way to throw our... (laughs) 
throw our input in here, but like for you, starting out talking about money, uh, where would you start with it? Would you talk about like getting when you first got into the business or where you're at right now and how to manage it? Well, I feel like we talked about funding and kind of where mm-hmm. we all came from and the challenge that you know creates. But this is more about once you kind of get into it and what. I guess what's what to plan for or kind of what has happened to us thus far mm-hmm. <laughs> and the things that we have to plan for. And um, I feel like taxes is a big one. It's how to set aside for your taxes. Cause I think that was my, my biggest mistake jumping into this business. I've always like I've in my career been an independent contractor. <laughs> so, so I always had to pay my own taxes. That wasn't like a, a new thing for me to do. But I took for granted the knowledge that paying taxes as an independent contractor is way different than paying for taxes as a small business owner with payroll and sales tax and all that kind of stuff. That you know, my my objective as a um, independent contractor is basically not to pay taxes, and so you just create expenses and then you write it off and you get your taxes down as low. Well. You can't do that with sales tax and payroll tax. No, <laughs> they're <laughs> always going to be there. <laughs> you have to pay that whether you're making money or not. So. Now see, this is something <laughs> I don't have that. a lot of experience in because I don't have employees. I mean, I have two people that I'm, I'm working with on a contract basis. That's only been the past couple of weeks. And also as far as, you know, just uh, on, on the money side of the situation, like when you're paying people money, when you have employees and you're, you're having to add in all of your inventory and all of the stuff that you have in store, I don't have any of that stuff. So how does that impact your business? How does that bring stress and how do you balance it out? Like getting into it, Sarah, did you know when you were getting in what you were getting into when it comes to those sorts of things? I had a little bit of an idea about sales tax just because I'd gone through that with Playtime Pottery. And I mean, 6% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have to pay that out every month, it's pretty surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just on a, a whole different scale when it came to the clay cup for me um, financially. And I had done payroll taxes and things for playtime as well, but I only had one or two employees there and they were never working more than 20, hour, 20 hours a week. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I have eight to 10 employees at the clay cup and we're open seven days a week, I mean, it, it was pretty like eye-opening for sure yeah that first quarter that I went to to pay all that and I was like holy crap (laughs) (laughs) what did I do (laughs) yeah is that why you're always upstairs at your desk (laughs) yeah crunching numbers Uh yeah (laughs) that does take up a lot of time though I don't think people realize that when you get in especially when you have employees and all this stuff as the owner I think people expect to see you behind the counter like you're the fate but really how much of your time is spent figuring exactly that kind of stuff out, doing payroll, doing budgets, doing like all that <clears throat> crap that if you don't pay attention to. And then, you know, there's always the unexpected things that come up. I mean, like electrical issues or right. needing an extra refrigerator mm-hmm. or a leaky roof, yeah. you know, and, you know, I'm not leasing my space. We own the space. So I have all that additional financial responsibility that comes with that. What was your inspiration for owning the space over over leasing it? Uh, the potential for growth, and mm, I wasn't. I know the clay cup isn't my end game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just to open a coffee shop. It was really to make an impact in downtown and just create a whole. There's a whole vision <clears throat> that comes along with the coffee shop. Not something you'd want to 
dive into right now. Well, it's Steph, a little bit of a Steph secret. Steph hasn't said anything yet oh, that's about true. Oh, hey, sales tax. Oh, no. so oh, I about no. She well, I'm going like to be courteous and pass it on. <laughs> well, Sarah doesn't know it yet, but I'm nice opening diversion. up a trade secrets in the clay cup. I'm going to have my own office space. Second floor. She doesn't know it yet. She's going to start rumors. The build out can be her responsibility. There you go. See? Okay, well, so for us, I. My husband actually takes care of all that stuff. Um, should we you know, have Andy here? I know. We should bring him in. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things where, because we started home-based, um, we started our business with $270, and we have not put a penny back in, which is pretty amazing. That like, is amazing. That's rare. It's been, you know, self-sustaining. Um, you know, we don't have employees yet. It is just us. Now, you know, you, it's funny, though, like, I mean, for him... I mean, obviously, I was involved in things along the way, but he's kind of the mastermind behind, like, you know, literally everything. Like, I'm the face of trade secrets. I do the sales. I do the marketing and all that stuff. But, you know, even when you're when you're making products, just the amount of time he's put into a formula as far as pricing it so you, it is profitable, um, you know, not putting yourself out there that you're charging too much. You know, you want to keep it within reason. I mean, of course, our prices have increased a little since in two years because now we have overhead. You know, we do have our shop now. Um, and it's funny you say about ta- like quarterly taxes. Like last year, they weren't too bad. Like we've really taken off in 2018. So quarterly taxes are like, it's one of those things where like, yeah, we need a separate account for that. Right. <laughs> you know, which is great. You know, which set 20% aside, right? That's what I've always heard is you should yeah. take 20% I mean, we have a separate account. Month. We but, keep it in there. But that's just for, that's independent contractor stuff. Quarterly taxes, I don't know if that applies the same if you're running like a biz, business business. When right, you, yeah. Like, I when don't you know. do payroll, you can see how much you're withholding from that particular payroll and you yeah. can set that aside. I just let everything sit in one account and don't touch it, <laughs> except for the thing, like the, all the things that well, we and need. That's, like it's not going anywhere except for right back to the business. and like even with right. your federal, you know, the end game, you know. So it's like this year, last year we were only open for nine months, and this year being that we're going to be open for a twelve month span, mm-hmm. it's kind of like we need to be more focused, like. You know, because we are doing so well, you know, there's money coming out. So it's like you just try to just keep it in a separate account. Like Sarah said, you don't touch it. That way, when you get your taxes done, you don't cry and panic and like, what am I going to do? It's already there. (laughs) My sales tax was moved to monthly instead of quarterly. Okay. Like because of the amount that it was quarterly, they said, no, you have to pay monthly now. So um, are you an employee of your own business? I... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm moving in that direction as well, where I'll like pay myself. I, I, out ha- I haven't been in the past, and and actually, my accountant and I were just talking about that. How I need to to actually be an employee. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's so many confusing things that I never uh, knew about. That's the. I think a lot of this conversation based around fear too, mm-hmm. because I oh, mean, yeah. it's very. It can be very scary, very overwhelming. So, what I've been trying to do with myself is like. <laughs> this might sound stupid, but put myself in uncomfortable situations where I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and then I have to figure it out. Right. So that's kind of, I mean, that's been this Survival entire, mode. <laughs> yeah, well, in a way. I mean, I, I know what I'm doing, but there's still some things I'm, like, kind of curious about and, and I'm unsure of. And people like John Harrell, who we just talked to a few minutes ago before we came in here, uh, he he's the one who comes along and, like, tells you exactly what to do. And he's like, oh, no, you're all right on this. Because I'll ask him questions like... 
I'll be panicked on certain things. Like, is, am I am I in a good spot right now? And it's nice to have people who give you reassurance. <clears throat> so when it comes to money, really, also having that person who's there giving you the financial advice, at least to me, is the most important part because I need that reassurance because I get freaked out. Yeah. I think having an expert in this field is definitely the way to go, especially if you haven't done anything, you no, know, yeah. like this in the past. Um, yeah. So I also work with John Harrell, and that was just like I was just telling the girls, like I just turned everything over. I was like, here, here's the keys to everything. Just, just, just keep it, keep it, you know, legit. <laughs> and if anybody doesn't know, he's a, he's a CPA. So yeah. I mean, that's who you need to find that's if you, who if I you used to. start a business. Yeah. I guess Steph's the only one who doesn't. I don't. <laughs> we don't whoever, Andy, <laughs> whoever Andy chose to use, we're not sure who that is. <laughs> um, but I, I think that uh, the, the scariest part, the hardest part, and the most confusing part is the money. Now, some people have that down. Like, that's their, that's their wheelhouse. For me, not at all. And Sarah, I'm sure you're in the same boat, more creative. of like I, I like to just create things, and I think about the rest of the stuff later. <laughs> so I, I sounds wing it. Yeah, and that's that's it. good. Sounds about how right. I opened the clay cup. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll Man, figure it out as you go year. along, and you have right. I mean, you figured it out, and yeah. I've I've run into some stumbling blocks over the past year. I've messed up a couple of times, but nothing that's gonna end everything. And There's only so much you can figure out <clears throat> to begin with. Yeah, I mean, you can you can calculate like how much your product costs. You can calculate you know, your employee costs and all that insurance, blah, blah, blah. You can't calculate things like a need for a piece of equipment if it breaks or, you know, I don't know. There's stupid stuff like power outages. Like that's yeah. my big thing. I am in an old, old building <laughs> and I've had days where like the breaker will flip because we have this equipment plugged in or we'll just decide to do it on a Friday night and then you come in Saturday oh my gosh. and produce <clears throat> shot. Oh, you know, just that kind of stuff that you, you don't, you have to have like a safety net of money sitting there and you can't treat your business sometimes like you treat your, you know, home paycheck where you can't live like in a paycheck to paycheck kind of world. Yeah. And it is, you know, you do, you have money coming in every single day, but sometimes it's, you know, it's not going to cover what it costs you to operate that day. And some days it's going to be let, and you just don't, you now, know, you don't so know. Are, are you aware on a day to day basis if you're covering all of your costs? Like, uh, yes, I am okay. actually. So, and that's it, so point of sale, I think, mm -hmm. is a big thing oh, yeah. to make sure you look into to help you track all of those things. So, it can track every like my point of sale will track everything from money coming in, what was sold of that, what my cost of goods were, so I know where I am there, and also calculates payroll, so I know of the sales what the payroll cost is. So as long as my cost of goods and my payroll adds up to less than what I sell for the day, I'm in good shape. <laughs> but, but, you know, you just, you never know. And then, you know, part of that is figuring out, okay, so you know your cost of goods. What do you, what do you charge for that? Like what, you know, right. and everybody's <clears throat> is a little bit different just depending on, cause like you said, you own your building. Mm -hmm. So you have all these other things that are calculated in. You, you're a hundred percent responsible for all of your utilities and all of that, I, I currently rent, mm -hmm. um, so I know what my rent is. My Because the building is old, some of my utilities are outrageous, mm -hmm. insane. Um, but all that stuff has to be taken into consideration, not just payroll, not just what you're selling, but you have to budget the entire, like every <clears throat> aspect of being in business, all of it. Yeah. So, and it, it can be very 
I mean, when I think about that kind of stuff, I get overwhelmed thinking <laughs> yeah. about you having to think about calculating all your stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you have to like, now we, I serve, you know, I have to keep products on hand. And I remember when we were opening, I took probably a week and I was in the shop for a week solid just figuring out the cost of every individual item we were selling, which is why we started with only, you know, maybe like eight items on the menu mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it was insane to have to calculate. But I had like my little food scale and I was, you know, following each recipe and you weigh it and you calculate, okay, here's what it cost me to get. Here's what percent. <clears throat> and you add it up and then you have to know like a standard ratio for like figuring out markup what's sta- in the industry your industry what standard markup is do that calculation and that's how you come up with the cost it's crazy like it's really and our our products are not like we're not just blending up a banana and some strawberries i mean they're all pretty substantial so it was like a lot of weighing and measuring and calculating. <laughs> and I think like on, on your end, I'm thinking of somebody who would be listening to this who's thinking about, oh, I want to start my own business, maybe a restaurant or something like that. And they're hearing you talk about that. Uh, it sounds, from you talking about it right now, that you have it down. But when you first got in, did you have it down like that? That you were that calculated and precise? No, I'm the most uncalculating human being on the planet. In that's fact, good to know. Well, yeah, well, I'm married to a very smart, very calculating human being. Okay. And so he was able to at least guide me in the right Same. direction. <laughs> I mean, for, for like the stuff that I will listen to, you know, some of that I, I took into consideration. Um, so I'm not a calculating person. He kind of pointed me in the right direction to a degree. Um, but you have to figure it out because if you don't, you're going to lose track of that mm-hmm. pretty quick. And that was probably one of the hardest things when we opened. Um, we definitely did not have the correct ratio in place for what it was costing us to create any given you know, smoothie or juice versus what we were charging for it. And then you switch vendors and you have to do those calculations all over again because now there's new prices in effect and some things go up and some things go down. And that's and that's just, huge right there. Oh, it's I mean, like Andy is constantly, he's on top of that. Like, you know, we buy wholesale. You know, I don't yeah. buy just like a, a gallon of coconut oil. Like we buy huge vats of everything because we go through so much. And it's a constant. You got to see, you know, your shipping, like wherever you can save, that's what you're, you know, you have to be on top of that. And that's like with us too. Like we rent our space. We we want to buy the building, but our landlords aren't willing to do that. So <laughs> yes. we're actually expanding. <clears throat> so we're going to be acquiring more of the downstairs. Oh, cool. And there's going to be a kind of a separate business put in there. But Would it's you gonna like be- to elaborate? Well, yeah, what's the seven Nobody business? wants to elaborate Jeez. on anything. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I will elaborate. I just oh, okay. wanted her to speak first. Oh, I'm so very well, curious you, what yours Sarah. is. You're I welcome. appreciate that. <laughs> we are a friend. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually going to be putting in a salt room. Uh, we're going to do probably a multi, like a multi-person one and then like a single person one. So we're in the process of getting all our measurements. And What is a salt room? Oh. <clears throat> where you get assaulted. You're going to be sucked. <laughs> in a salt room <laughs> I can what? use it right now because my allergies are so bad I'm like man if I had a salt room to sit in somewhere right. I would be what, so what, what do you do in a salt room you, you just sit, sit there and, and, relax. and the salt <laughs> just soaks into your pores Himalayan yeah. salt you yeah. inhale it wow. all the minerals and it's stuff it's like in the super, air yeah. and like 
around you're surrounded you. by it. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah. So kind of like an inhalation room, that sort of thing. Is that? Yes, except that same it's idea. salt instead of like aromatherapy. You yeah. are actually ingesting the particles of salt that are floating in the air. Now, somebody so, would say, isn't that, that terrible? That's so much sodium inside of my body. <laughs> think about like being by the ocean <laughs> yeah, okay, and yeah. the yeah. salty air. Yeah. That kind yeah. of. They oh. say like 45 minutes in a salt room is equivalent to three days at the beach. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. It's podcast. really good for you. You can have ocean sounds. <clears throat> Probably. Some sand so on the ground. Yeah. Well, you know, so you talk about finances, so that's obviously something we are going to have to finance. It's going to be its own separate business, though, but so it'll probably be like trade secrets, the salt room or something. It'll still be tied in. Secret salt. Yes. There you go. Alliteration is my specialty. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, uh, enlighten us a little bit on what your uh, vision is. Well, it's a three-story building. Um, The first floor is actually the smallest floor uh, each floor above that's around 2,200 square feet, um, so it's quite spacious. And the second floor is going to be overflow for the coffee shop. So it's going to be a space during the week where people can go up and have quiet meetings or conferences or study because it can get a little bit chaotic on the first floor. Um, it will also be a space on the second floor for events that we can rent out the space for bridal showers, birthday parties, um any kind of event like that, Um, probably up to like 70 people. Um, So that'll be wide open space for that. And I want to be able to utilize it for teaching pottery classes as well. So a very versatile space that we can like move things around and rearrange, um, but have like a really cozy feel to it. The third floor will be a 2200 square foot high end apartment or Airbnb that will have separate entrances and everything um, that we will rent out to whomever very cool it's the view up there is awesome though you can like see a lot of the city is that what jeremy posted yesterday the video of the like yeah i thought he was up there (laughs) so i I, you've told me about that before i thought there may be like a separate part of the vision something else you'd planned like down the road i mean we really would like to end up purchasing the building next to us okay the mccrory's building um that's a far off kind of thought. Yeah. Jeremy's parents are interested in that. They would love to have a wood shop and a showroom in that first floor yes. um, and lots of other ideas that we always are throwing around. But <laughs> yeah, I think we really want to invest a lot into downtown. And um, Jeremy and I both have lots of different business ideas that we're always tossing around. So. That's like awesome. Sarah's Nothing brain concrete. does not stop. Right. I, feel like I can assure a, you a of thing. that. Like once you get involved in investing, <clears throat> especially like right now, it is super fun. John's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like he bought that building. <laughs> I think I was talking to my dad the one day and I was like, pretty much what I see happening is John's going to get in here, get up and running. Uh, I will be running the juice bar and the pizza shop and he's going to be on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. He's already like <laughs> looking thing. at other buildings and, you know. It's like an addiction. It is. But like it's a good addiction. addiction mm-hmm. You know. As long as you can. As long yeah. as you're doing it right. It. Yeah. yeah. Taking your time with right. it. Right. Yeah. And that's like with us. Like, you know, in a year's time just doing trade secrets and it's taken off so well and it's like, okay, what else can we do? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But to not get yourself too overwhelmed because you got to make sure you have the one thing down before right. you go on to the next one. And then, and I, I try to follow like the 18-month rule. If you're doing something for 18 months, then you probably have a pretty good handle on it. And you can add something else to the mix. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of I – th- I feel like when you start your own business, I mean, <clears throat> I, I imagine a lot of people are like this. 
you, you get more creative because you can really do whatever you want. So you can expand on things as much as you want to and get as, as creative and passionate with it as you want to. So uh, the, uh, the, the possibilities are endless. And that's the part I really, I really like when about When surrounding it. yourself yeah. with creative, like, I mean, these two right here, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I was just thinking it like, you know, we met last summer, you and me, Rob. And then, you know, the way things fell into place with these two ladies, like, and we just kind of feed off each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you just bounce ideas and it's just kind of a fun thing because then you just have more people they they want to see you grow they want you know everybody's just so invested in the friendship the business friendship end of it and just trying to help each other expand and grow and Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about now as far as like I, i when i think of money one of the biggest things i invest a lot of my money into is continuous learning on things that i want to do next or i i just i just put a lot of money into a program to just move my business forward, but also just to, it's really a, a mastermind kind of program where I meet with lots of people who are on the same kind of track that I am, who are looking to do the same things that I'm doing. So we meet, it's like a year long kind of thing. And I, I was, as I was getting ready to invest in them, like, this is a lot of money. Do I really want to do this? How am I going to afford it? And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier was like, if I don't, I, I know if I don't do it, I'll regret it. I know if I can't, I can't necessarily afford it right now. So I went and did it. Therefore, I have to afford it. So I'm like forcing myself <laughs> Take into the it. Most out of it. It's yeah. always hard because you have to spend it to make it. Yeah, you got to spend, yeah. and that's one of the biggest things I think when it comes to business, right? You got to spend money to make money, and a lot of people yep. aren't willing. It's scary to spend all that money and not know what's going to happen. But you got to be faithful that it's going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I I dropped out of college originally because I knew that. I wanted to be self-employed and I'd rather invest in in that than be $60,000 in debt with a degree that I wasn't going to use. So I knew that I was going to have to spend money, mm-hmm. but I just, you have to be really smart about what you're spending it on. And marketing is one thing, like marketing and advertising is one thing that you have to like pick and choose because there's so many different media outlets and things that you can use for that so you do have to be really smart and kind of budget that think okay what's gonna be my broadest reach what's really gonna get me out there and who's gonna what what media outlet is going to reach the audience that i need Mm-hmm. So you have to think through that. I don't know about you ladies, but yeah. And then how do you know which one it is? Like how you're getting most bang for your buck when you look into those things, because the the trick with that is you have salespeople coming in to educate you on the process. And of course their objective at the end of the day is to get you to sign on the dotted line. And I don't know that I ever feel like I'm getting the information that I need before you make the decision. Mm-hmm. And so my questions are always like, okay, demographic who does your audience reach do you have any proof that shows like with previous customers that they've seen an increase in sales or increase of foot traffic you know and i think i only ever had one radio salesperson ever that was like super honest with me about it and she was like well radio advertising isn't about generating business it's just about that constant reminder so that you know when people hear or they're listening to the radio if they're hungry and they hear like this comes up that it just keeps it in the forefront of their mind and i was like i appreciate that perspective because she was the only one ever that kind of laid it out at an honest level but some of it's really really expensive like when you're budgeting radio or i haven't even like television is no. 
Yeah. Well, you guys all went on an ad. Oh, you, I guess you I weren't did, a part of I the ad. I wasn't here, yeah. Were you, Steph and Sarah, were you both in on the, the ad for TV? Or I that, didn't. You did not. I did. The one we had Steph at the did. holiday season? Yeah. The commercial, yeah. yes. We did like a, a small spot, and I'm actually doing another one here uh, in two weeks. We're going to record another one for like, you know, a spring advertisement. And it's one of those things like the cost is so minimal because there's a bunch of different businesses that go into it. Yeah. So why not do it? It's I thought that was getting... really cool that you guys did that because I mean that's not very common that businesses right. go in together, right? Well, and to that's do a spot together. and that's just it. I mean, and why, that's more you know economical, mm-hmm. especially being a new business. So why not? It's you know to get your name out there. Now we recently um, invested. <laughs> Thank Sarah, you. Just, Sarah just kind of sneezed. It was and, like the weakest sneeze ever. <laughs> did it hurt? It looked like it might have hurt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, we, we recently invested in doing a billboard for the first time. So we're, we're putting, we put it, put it up for two months um, right where the new Chronix building is going up. So oh, there's okay. lots – I mean, you're on Plank Road, lots of traffic. And I know every time I drive past there, I'm looking at that building. Jersey Mike's gone in. You yeah. know, it's like the it's new hot spot. thing on Plank Road. Yeah. So, like, for us in doing that, our business, we're steady. We don't need the business. But there's still a lot of people out there that don't know about us. And, you know, why not? You mm-hmm. know, if we had the money to do it, might as well just put it up there, get the word out. And within a day of having it up, I had a lady from Loretto come in our shop because she saw the billboard. She had no idea who we were. So, I mean, like for me, like that one person was good enough for me. You know, I was like, yes, you know, but that's the thing. Like you don't you don't know for us like we can track coupons, you know, um, we have coupons on the placemats of Tom and Joe's, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's been working out great, so we'll keep doing it. It's been a good investment for us. But every time somebody work, you know, I'm fortunate. I'm right now. I say I'm fortunate. I'm tired, but I'm always in my <laughs> shop where these two might be in and out. So when customers come in, I'm that face right there. I can always ask, "How did you hear about us?" And I'm gonna say 80% of my clientele base is word of mouth or somebody who received our products as a gift. Yeah. And now they're a customer. You do a lot of guerrilla marketing, though, too. You're very good at like hitting the streets and getting yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> hitting the streets. <laughs> but it, it's a v- very true. Yes, because so. like, what does I don't know what does that mean? Well, that just means you're good at, at selling yourself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, grassroots like marketing. Honest, like, yeah, you, like I just like this. Like, yeah, just I mean, I just put myself you. out yeah. there, and yeah. that's what you know. That's what you know. Last year, while I was still working full time up until July. You know, and then once I came on full time with Trade Secrets, that's when we blew up because I was able to reach out to you and other people mm-hmm. and start networking. Like if you, you know, that's the that's been the key for us. Like that's been our secret. You know, like that's just Seems getting out. it out there. And people are always like, "Oh, I see you everywhere." I'm like, "Yes, it's working." You know, yeah. know the logo, know the name, you know, know the quality behind it. So. And I think part of what you have to take into consideration too when deciding to spend money is like get a feel for what your demographic is and do you think these individuals are going to be reached by radio television word of mouth like my big hesitation in investing in any of that is because what we do i feel like what we do is kind of we're still ahead of being the area being fully prepared for what we're doing um as far as like being like this ultra healthy like cold pressed juice kind of thing mm-hmm. um and so for me to invest you know whatever 12 or sometimes 1700 dollars a month in radio advertising when they're going into mm-hmm. places of business that don't fall under 
what we see on a daily basis, we might be three years out from that or five years out from that when, you know, right now I think about 10% of the population kind of gets why we're doing what we're doing and what exactly that it is. Um, so I'm not like advertising for me isn't about like differentiating myself or it's not like, oh, somebody gets hungry for lunch and there's a, it, it's, I don't fall into that category of choosing between juice or choosing between like McDonald's. <laughs> it's, we have a very specific. Yeah. You're like a life base. choice. It's, it, 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 it kind of is. And, um, it's, we don't like, I don't know how to describe it. So that's always my big hesitation is, okay, well, if, if we're going to be flooding into like, um, you know, UPMC, you, and I think of like people sitting in an office and you have the radio on and it's background music and that's mostly what, where it's going to go. And I have to try to figure out what percentage of that population might pop in and is it going to be worth it? Um, you know, like, is it yeah. actually going to reach your customer base? Right. And are they going to pay attention? Cause you saw, yeah. I mean, I was in radio for a long time. So you talk about that. Like a lot of radio stations are geared towards offices. Right. And in the office, you don't really listen to the radio. It's just kind of on. It's like having a TV on at your house. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. on and you're not really paying attention to it. So uh, that's where that's where I always got kind of hung up was like, even if people are tuning in, even if they have the station on, you've got to do something that's going to grab their attention. If you don't do something that grabs their attention immediately, it's probably not going to work. And especially when you talk about that sort of thing, and this is not a a knock or anything, it's just kind of the situation. But I think whenever you whenever you can take control of your marketing yourself personally, it's going to be a lot better because if you can work with somebody who knows what works, but then you also can interject yourself in there and and put your personality because your personality is probably the business's personality. You know, if you're if you're a small business because Mm -hmm. you're working so closely with it, why'd you make that face? if I would want to put my personality into like a place of business I agree no, I'm joking of, I mean I, well no but, but, but Steph you, your personality is your because you Absolutely. are so much your business so that's that is, it it's my life it. I eat breathe and sleep yeah. and juice is a very friendly environment like that, that, it it's is. your personality I, I create it yeah. Yeah. Don't I mean, I think whether that's... You, whether you think that or not, I think that is the case. We are leaving, oh like, goodness. the overall atmosphere yeah. and, like, feeling of well, our Well, and that's just it. Atmosphere. Business. I mean, atmosphere is huge. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you have a bad boss who doesn't do a good job and, like, is is definitely not suited for the position? Nobody else is suited then either. Right. Everybody else doesn't work so, eh. at their optimal performance yeah. because the leadership's yeah. not there. So I, I feel like that's, whether you think that way or not, it is. It yeah. reflects it. Uh, and, and I think some of that for me just came from past experience too. Like I had a job that was so awful. And well, I mean, with the exception of John, obviously, everybody above <laughs> us, like the, the culture of the company was really poor. It was very mm-hmm. negative. It was very... Um, very stressful so my objective into creating this when I actually had the opportunity to create my own space there are certain parts of it that are reflective as me as a as a person but me I'm like a super it might be hard to tell I don't know I'm a super introverted like I don't like to be like not out there or not mm-hmm. right well then you're my friend <laughs> that's why you need other people it, that right, compliment right. The- but I'm I'm not the one that when you walk in, I think if like there are so many people that that when I'm there and if they're talking to me about stuff, they're like, oh, you're the owner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would they have be no me. clue. And it's just because I'm not like 
out there. Like that shop to me is like in your face and bright and bold and loud and happy and exciting. And it's kind of the opposite of everything that I feel like. I <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's, that's that's how you view yourself. But I think when you when you do put yourself out there, those are the characteristics oh, that you have. Okay. But it's just. <laughs> Whenever you decide to, I guess, would be right. the situation. Right. Yeah. Have Very you, specific. everyone, and I know you have, Sarah, taken personality tests. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yes. So I've taken quite a few. And I mean, I'm, I'm 60% introverted and 40% extroverted. Okay. So like. Are you serious? My natural inclination is to not talk to anybody and to not do anything. Yeah. Wow. But I've, I've forced. <laughs> Could have fooled me. But I've forced myself over the years You're to just. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I knew I had to because, like, as a kid, was just why I got into radio. I was very shy and introverted, so I, I knew I had to do something to get myself extroverted. So I, I kind of, I, I forced myself to do it. And then the more you do it, the more comfortable you are with it. Kind of like this podcast, right? I mean, you're on here right right now talking, and you're not like freaking out. Well, and again, past experience. I was in sales for twelve years, and that's a lot of experience too. Forces you to create that persona and so for me when i'm when i'm like that in public it feels very put on it's exhausting (laughs) it it can be very i agree it's so tiring to be on like that all the time that is not my natural tendency but it is a skill that i definitely learned from past experience so Mm -hmm. i want to throw in too i think when we're talking about money and all this kind of comes around back to the same thing like you really need to find the right people who complement the strengths that you or the weaknesses that you have like things that you're weak in you've got to kind of pay those people whether they're a cpa or whatever it might be or just like people you're friends with in business to make up for i'm not paying them though well i mean you're paying them in time and friendship time Lip balm. And it's oh, lip balm, geez. Jen. It's not I know. I'm sorry. Thank goodness Andy doesn't listen to these. <laughs> sorry, Andy. He's screaming right now. Yep. Chapstick is a brand. You're right. You're right. But I also say Kleenex. <laughs> uh, this is true. You don't say tissue paper? I don't. <laughs> that is what you put into a present. Tissue yeah. paper. <laughs> yes. So, Sarah, we haven't heard much from you here in the past couple of minutes. Uh, ch- chime in a little bit with your thoughts. Um. Well, I always think like leave the profession like leave things to the professionals like let let the attorney do their job let the accountant do their job let the bankers do their job and I will do my job Mm -hmm. Um, and that goes for like even our employees like figuring out like okay like what are you not that they shouldn't work on their weaknesses but like highlight their strengths help them figure out like what they're really good at and what their strengths are and what they want to pursue outside of this job that they're probably not going to have the rest of their life um but yeah so that really plays well with my manager Lindsay and i because we are like if we take personality tests we are complete opposite and we could let that rub us the wrong way but we allow it to like grow us together so that she's taking care of things that she's strong at and I'm working on the things that I'm strong at but we're still you know trying to improve on our weaknesses as well but we don't let it rub rub us the wrong way but having somebody around you that has those strengths that you need you're around them enough it'll rub off on you and then you will get better at those things yep Uh, and you can admire them for that and yes. not get like jealous Envious. of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a balance. Oh, very content with the <clears throat> with the kind of person that I am. It's mm-hmm. fun. Did you take the personality test or that enneagram thing? Whatever. I did that not take that cast? one. Not okay. that one. What's that one? Oh, at the, the leader, cast, leader cast. The that Ian Crone or whatever had his, you know, nine 
part personality test. I knew what it was before I even took it. I've taken so many of those things over my career. I know exactly. Which one were you? I'm the investigator. Investigator. Big time. I'm the one that's going to sit back. The conspiracy theorist. Is that... no, I don't think that has anything to do with it, but yes, no, but I'm, I'm the one that w- I will sit back and I will watch and I will take everything in. I observe. will calculate, I will observe, yeah. and then I will come out of nowhere. Just be like, pounce on you. Yeah. And, and I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at coming up with an idea or saying something right off the bat. I usually have to, like we were having meetings uh, with the mayor for this, this art project thing. And I. I, I, I'm the same way. I have to listen to listen to everybody's ideas, and then I have to like leave and think about it before I can really chime in with anything substantial. Because if I feel like if I just throw stuff out right away, it's probably not going to be great. Um, it's not going to be exactly what I wanted it to be. I'm just going to say something to say something. Uh, but I, I think when, it, when you talk about like marketing and that sort of thing, if you're not if if you use it for yourself and you put a lot of you into it and kind of learn how it works. And this is kind of like hiring somebody or working with people who know how to do it and then having them rub off on you. So you can figure out what, like, how should this sound for me? Is this my personality? Is this marketing that I'm putting out actually me? Or is it just like an ad for the business? Because if you can put yourself in there and, and tell some of your story, it'll be much more powerful. Yeah, I haven't really done any advertising at all outside of social media. And that's the beautiful part. It's like yeah. free advertising unless you pay some ad money. But. Yeah, and just really focusing on the quality of each post and trying to just, you know, leverage that as much as I can and boosting some things here and there, but really just trying to build it as organically as possible, the following on there. And thus far it's worked great, um, but there's always more things that can be done there too. So. I'm curious, what are all of our, to, I guess to finish this off, what are all of our weak points? Like the thing we need to get better at or we know that we need to like invest money into uh, to find the right Personally people? Personally or in our business? I, either or, whichever okay, one you'd want to. stick with the business. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should just do another one yeah. on personal development. Well, like for me, it would be the same thing. For business and personal, it's uh, management, time management, uh, just somebody to sit down and like, break it all down for me and show me exactly where money's going show me exactly where time's going and the holes that i have and that i'm missing because when you're in it and i'm still not uh, i'm still not high enough on a level to where i can like oversee everything i'm still very much in the day-to-day operation so i need somebody to show me all that stuff that's where i'm it's really interesting sometimes it's hard to look at ourselves and really figure out like what our weakness is but if you ask the people that are closest to you They'll tell you. They'll know, and it will be, like, spot on. And not that you want them to tell you in, like, an abrasive way, but they'll be able to pinpoint it, and that'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Um, For me, recently, it was I needed to have, like, set hours at the clay cup. Not necessarily behind the bar, but hours that, like, they knew that I was going to be there, that they could come ask me questions or whatever. Because sometimes I take my work and I work from home, and it's not that I'm – not there or not working i'm always working Mm -hmm. but they needed like facetime with me there at the quake cup so Mm -hmm. that's something that i've been trying to implement a little bit more and how can you i guess the question would be how does that relate to uh to spending money or to, to managing money in your business is that something that i guess would take more time which time is very valuable as well yeah i think right now i mean it was just more of the employees like 
knowing that I was going to be there. So it was a time investment more than a financial investment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. But I guess on, on, on the other end, it would be financial because if those employees didn't see you there, they might not like working there as much. And right. not, they don't feel it's like you're giving them what they want. It's about keeping the environment, you know, happy and, and positive and moving in the right direction overall mm-hmm. for sustainability. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, what do you, if you can't sustain your business, then yeah, you don't have and anything. Have a, yeah, a good working environment with everybody. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Who wants to go next? <laughs> well, weakness, mine, uh, I think, was the money piece of it. And it was so interestingly, I my, I feel like people are really afraid to talk about money. Mm-hmm, yeah. I've never been afraid to talk about money. I've never like been one of those people that like if you ask me how much money I make or, you know, where like I don't really care. Like it just doesn't mean that much to me. Like so people base their whole existence on it, like yeah. their whole self-worth. I, I think some people do, but yeah. it, it's just, I think some of it's a generational thing too. Like that was just a thing. Like you do not talk about, you know, like talking about money was up there with talking about like politics or yeah, religion, mm-hmm. religion. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like if you're going to jump into this arena, you have to get rid of that fear of not only talking about money, but asking for help with it yeah. and not feeling like you're a failure if you don't know how to manage it. Because that, you know, that was me i mean i came from a position where i made a lot i made a lot of money doing that job and it was a huge shift for me to then move into something where it was going to be a while before i really saw a return on anything what i was doing so i had to completely adjust the way i looked at it the way i spent it the way i budgeted for things um but it gave you a lot of financial security <clears throat> to start the business, though, too, right? Because you had yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, I definitely. From the I mean, stuff. I came from a definitely different uh, different place with starting. I had to self fund the whole thing, so I'm really lucky on one hand because I have no debt. I didn't have to take out loans or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I also now don't have like a nest egg of money sitting somewhere, you know. So I I still have to like see this through, um, and even through the first year, there are times that. Like right now, uh, you know, right now we're in a position where things are a little bit tighter than normal because we're getting ready to open our second location. So right now in Holidaysburg, I not only have my regular staff, but I also have staff that I'm training to take to the next location. So payroll is like double (laughs) what it is normally. Um, The good thing is we're kind of moving into our busier months. But I think that for me, that was like the biggest the biggest weakness that I had as a business owner was just having to look at that from a whole new perspective and, you know, not be afraid to get help. Hence bringing in John Harrell, you know, finally just, and not that I'm a control freak, but when it came to like the money in the bank accounts and that, that was like the one aspect of my business that I held on to really tight. I didn't pass it off to a manager. I didn't pass it off to anybody else. Um, so now to have handed over access to all of that, I, I would have thought it was going to be scary, but it was actually, it was a huge relief. Mm-hmm. It was a huge relief for me because it took me a year, but I recognized that like, okay, this is definitely not my strong suit. And I don't know that it would be, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that it ever will be. It's just not where my brain is like you guys, it's more of the, I like to get in there and I like to create stuff. I like to come up with the new recipes. I like the research and development. I like to travel and try new stuff. Like that's where I like to be. I don't, 
I don't want to have to worry about. That's why that goes right along with my, like, leave it to the professionals. Like, yeah, yeah, my account does all my quarterly taxes. I do my payroll and I do my sales tax and I do my day-to-day bookkeeping, but they do all the big stuff. And and I need, it's good to have a general understanding of that as a business owner, but I don't think you need to know how to do all of those little things. Like, that's their job. Let them do their job. Right. And you're right. And then we can focus on what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge part of it is you have to know a little bit. You got to know enough to know that they're not scamming you. Right. Right. But then they handle the, yeah, they handle 90% Mm -hmm. of it. And I feel like every, like decisions like that, it comes down to like time versus money all the time. Mm -hmm. And you can either pay somebody to do it that frees up your time that is probably going to contribute to the growth of what you're doing anyway like you're not creating anything by sitting in front of a computer and doing taxes or like crying because you don't have <laughs> to pay your quarterlies yeah so, so if you have somebody watching that for you all day like he'll call like i have complete faith he'll call me and be like all right your monthly quarterly taxes are about to come out here's how much it's going to be so that i can look at the account and be like okay well i know now that i can't buy this piece of equipment or i can't introduce this or I can't you know what I mean it's just their advice I can make the judgment call either to like invest personal money to to do what I want to do or let it ride for Mm -hmm. right now but I'm not the expert at money in any way shape or form so that was time is more important to me like if you put the decision in front of me and if it's ever time versus money i will choose time yes. every single mm-hmm. time it's the one thing you'll never get back <laughs> never right yeah yeah and you can't make any more money without any time so right. true true um well for us you know andy's the money guy that's my that's my weakness and that's you know my strong points obviously the marketing the sales he does the money end of thing and that's our good balance um, you know, eventually, cause it is just two of us right now. Eventually he wants to put a third kitchen in, get another employee in there so I can free up more of my time and do more networking, do more things rooted with the community. Um, and I wouldn't be in the shop as much because that's my strong suit. Um, but you know, it's definitely finding a balance, you know, for us, he's now, you know, we're, it's funny when we look a year ago, what we were needing sales wise to make the bills and you know you're like oh we're gonna make this number today you know (laughs) like I don't even worry about that now like I kind of have that weight lifted where like we have such a steady flow of traffic that it's like you know it's a balance and it all you know you have good days you have bad days it all balances out you know and now we're finally in that comfort zone where it is balancing out and you know relying on you know I'm like yeah worst case scenario I could do online sales and do a website if I have to but I really don't want to right now you know just focusing on everything in, you know in the shop but um yeah I'd have to say Monday you know I'm I'm always willing to spend it and That's he's like too. the he's, <laughs> Andy's the frugal one mm-hmm. you know like I'm just like ooh let's get this ooh that's shiny you know and then, yeah then he's like oh you know he's always like he's the practical one oh we could use a standing freezer I'm like yeah great that sounds fun <laughs> for the shop yeah whatever I'm like ooh but then yesterday I'm at TJ Maxx and I found cute little decor things I'm like, I picked them up for the shop. That's me. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to decorate. I want to, you know, my background's interior design. Like, I like stuff like that. That's my creative side. I'm like, yeah, you do the numbers. I'll just sell stuff. (laughs) But that's that's the smart thing to do. That's it. You pass off whoever's good at whatever aspect Mm -hmm. of it. 
you know. And then at the end of the month, he sees all the money you blew on (laughs) right. Like, what are you doing? What did you buy this old watering can for? <laughs> but look how pretty the flowers look at it. <laughs> oh it's a balancing act. Exactly. And it's working so far. Yeah. So we're going to run with it. But you want to walk into a place and feel good. Like you don't want to walk into yeah. just like a big empty space. No. And be like, eh, Every, I yeah. can tell you about all this from like walmart or you know just yeah. put some thought into it's got to feel like what the business is That's and if your it. business is an all-natural body care when, place you know cans are perfect right exactly <laughs> from tj max <laughs> no i got that one at a local fine store but even yeah. better yeah Wait, local what local uh, fines in holidaysburg oh, carrie kendall's place. place it's, it's called local fines oh, fines oh. where is it fines furniture I need to go. In there. It's like right in. She's the on Allegheny Street. Okay. But yeah, I'm like down today. I just I like going to little places like that and just picking up cool little yeah. things, and that's that's it too. You know, when I walk into the clay cup, that's like my second home. You know, Sunday morning, where was I? I was in the clay cup doing my layout for my Mother's Day shopping <laughs> event because you know my family couldn't bother me. And that's like I'm, I need an office here. Like I just need my own space second at the clay floor cup. Office space. Yeah, that's, come on, Sarah. Yes, that's what I did. You the same See, thing, and that's though. that's. A whole other financial thing. Um, We're feeling the growing pains of running out of space on our first floor, Mm. but we don't have the money right now to do the second and third floor, and the roof needs repaired first. So it's we're kind of in that weird, awkward place where it's like we we need the space, but we can't get there yet, and just kind of waiting that out and and just trusting that I'll know when it's the right time Mm -hmm. to move forward on it. Yeah, but that's that's a hard middle middle place to be and I, I, I just being a year in business i've already ran into that a bunch of times is like you hit plateaus and you're like well i need i know i need to go here but like when do you make the jump to go there and to take the next step and mm-hmm. right. and having the right people around right obviously is the, the advice but also understanding your finances and where the money's going <laughs> right well it's hard because i know once we have those sec- the second and third floor renovated and it's up and running like that's just going to be so much more income but, but time we can't for you. Get, we it's can't get to there. that point without spending three hundred or four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So it's just that weird middle yeah. middle place. And you have to calculate in how much time you're you're going to spend a lot of time getting that rolling. And once right. it's rolling, you'll be fine. Right. It's going to kind of do its own thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the, the fun part too about this whole like group here is like you know when you come up with your salt roof, we're mm-hmm. all going to be like, oh, salt roof and tuna. We're going to promote it here. We're going to promote. <laughs> right. it. Like I feel like <laughs> that can be helpful when you're making a financial decision like you did for your you know your growth like whatever it was that you invested in like yeah you know you can't afford to do it now but can you afford to wait like that's a whole other like are you going to miss the boat if you wait too long is somebody yeah. else going to do you know right. it's, it's a challenge are you going to fall behind but I feel like with the support of the other business owners we can make decisions and know at a certain level you're not going to be in it by yourself right which well, is and I have to, you know, I mean, we all obviously support each other. And I had to laugh because like a week or so ago, somebody texted me. They're like, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of Rob Z. He won't answer me back. Can you get a hold of him for me? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so like, I shot Rob a text. I'm like, yeah, this girl needs you to get a hold of her. He's like, all right. You know, so I'm like, you know, you're like, ooh, I have these connections. Yeah, you know? it it's very nice it's to have cool those connections. It's because people are, you know, reaching out to each of us to connect with each other. And it's like, that's awesome. Well, then you, you can know? help. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. helpful. You're helping other people. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. That. That's yeah. one of the things I've been practicing lately is more of helping altruism, helping other people, because I, for a long time, did not. You know, it's just a selfish kind of mindset. So the more that I do it, the more the better I feel. And I just had uh, a guy I kind of work with last week. I passed, like, four people along to him. 
and he messaged me like, thank you so much for sending all these people my way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're welcome. I, I didn't even think of it. Like, it was just kind of like, well, this is the right person to go to for just this. Just something you do. So it's great to have those connections because yeah. then you're helping people out and yeah. hopefully they're the right people. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but even if it's not, you'll figure it out eventually. That's on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it all contributes to the growth of this area. And I think at the end of the day, I feel like that's the shared mission right. of everybody is that we want to see Altoona grow and thrive and be a destination. P.S. If you finish that third floor, I can fill it up for you every Penn State weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. And when you're talking about the weaknesses, I guess another one of mine is procrastination. That's why I've been doing things that I usually would put off. Like this, this right. program that I just put myself into was like, I know myself and the history of me is like, I would be like, oh, I know I should do it, but I'm going to wait two years to do it, you know, too long. So I've been jumping into things faster than I normally ever would have. Mm-hmm. That's paid <clears throat> off most of the time. A couple of times it's not paid off, well, but I think. Sometimes you just have to take that jump. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, absolutely. going for it. Yep. Anything else anybody wants to throw in? Uh, no? I think we I covered guess. a lot. It that really was did. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to, at the end here, throw out your information so they can find you, your businesses? Sure. I'm Sarah at the Clay Cup <laughs> on Instagram. <clears throat> no um, other information. At the necessary. Clay Cup. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> is where you want to be at. No, Facebook too. The Clay Cup. So let me just say, I'm Stephanie with Trade Secrets. I am not located beside the Clay Cup <laughs> because I have a lot of people that misinterpret because I promote Sarah so much. They think I like, li- you know, like literally Trade Secrets is right beside them, and we are not. We're actually located on 1223 13th Avenue, downtown Altoona, just right down from the cathedral. You can find us on Facebook um, and then obviously on uh, Instagram and I think it's trade secrets skincare underscore skincare Unders- you were reaching <laughs> for your phone I, I was every, reaching for my every phone every podcast she's like I don't know what the, I, the handle is for Instagram I'm just glad you know so yeah <laughs> that <laughs> oh my goodness I'm Jen from Juice currently located downtown Holidaysburg 517 Allegheny Street right next to the Black Dog it's like the clay cup of Holidaysburg it is. is where the Black Dog is <laughs> <laughs> um, getting ready Pretty shortly here to be in downtown Altoona. Eight to we'll twelve be, weeks. Not for me anymore. Oh, not eight to twelve weeks anymore oh. for me. <laughs> what's our What's our time frame now? Uh, put you on the spot. Is it six to eight. It's, let's say six to eight. Is it four to six? Years. It might be four to six. <laughs> might be six to eight. There's wow. going to be a lot of stuff that. So gets we're under done eight weeks. Next week, while we're away, they will get the platform up, the walls built, and I'm not waiting for the pizza place to open. I'll be open way before. That's awesome. Oh, that's Can't awesome. wait. See, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, I was like no, in there, and I'm like, how is this gonna happen? No, it <laughs> will be open probably a month or two. That's before, awesome. Before the pizza shop, we'll be at 1411th Avenue, um, in what Arts Altoona is deeming Arts Artist Alley. <laughs> So oh, that's we'll cool. We'll be kind of a side entrance <clears throat> there, but we're we're super excited uh, to be down here in the next six weeks or so. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yay. Awesome. And I'll take this as my turn. I'm Rob Z. You can find me on this podcast on any podcast app. RobZRadio.com is my website. You can find out all about me there. And on Facebook and Instagram is Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo, and I do social media marketing and consulting for companies. So if you 
uh, have a business, or even if you just as a person want to learn how to maximize social media for your life, how to make money with it, how to turn it into a business, but also an extension of who you are as a person. And I say that whether you're a business or you're a person, really, I mean, because if you're a business that you can grow online the same as you can as just a regular person putting out content. And uh, I'd love to help you in any way, shape, or form that I can. So robzradio.com, wherever you end up like finding me at on a social media platform, just message me on that platform. Be like, hey, Rob, I want to know more about what you do. Let's get in contact with each other. We'll set up a meeting. It'll all be good. Somebody else you should definitely talk to is Aaron, who runs Harlequin Pepper Yoga, HPY, Happy, uh, in downtown Hollidaysburg, 320 Allegheny Street. Uh, so she has a vinyasa style of yoga rooted in science that focuses on functional movement and anatomical alignment. I love yoga myself, personally. I think it's wonderful for your body and that really everybody should do it, especially people who lift weights. You need yoga in your life. I'm just going to tell you right now, straight up, you can find Harlequin Pepper Yoga in the App Store or Google Play at uh, Facebook and Instagram, Harlequin Pepper Yoga as well. For a full schedule and list of all that good stuff, you want to search Harlequin Pepper Yoga on Google Play and the App Store. Shout out also to the Comics Vault. That is the comic book headquarters for Central Pennsylvania. Really for all of Central Pennsylvania. Let's be realistic here. So, uh, Comics Vault... New comics every single Wednesday, thousands of back issues. Uh, the Comics Vault Altoona on Facebook and Instagram. They're located at 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona and Sports Evolution. So uh, I take Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at Sports Evolution from Alan Coble. Uh, it, it's been really changing my life over the past year, at least understanding what is exercise and how hard you can push your body and how much you don't know about yourself or about other people, really. Jiu-Jitsu has ta taught me so many things, uh, but Sports Evolution is Jiu-Jitsu. Gracie, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but also CrossFit. Alan is also uh, has his bachelor's in physical education and sports science, certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer. Sports Evolution, 2900 Plank Road in Altoona, sportsevolution.net. And if you're finding the social media, Facebook and Instagram, leading athletes. And I'm going to get Alan on this podcast, man. He's got to get on there. He's got to get on here. I've just never been able to talk him into it yet. Uh, and thank you so much to the, to the ladies. And I kept saying you guys. I apologize. I should have said you ladies. You, you, nobody, who says you ladies? That's not a thing. But anyways, Jen, <laughs> Steph, and Sarah, we have so much fun together on our podcast. I love it. I'll talk to you next time, Zebras. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's brutal.